Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Multiverse, the weekly show where we share our love for everything pop culture, cover the biggest talking points in the world of entertainment, drop some hot takes while going wildly off topic. In this week's spoiler cast episode, we'll give you our review of The Batman. In recent memories, the Cape Crusader has been established in various forms and visions from different directors. From Nolan's take on, on Batman to Snyder's unsuccessful vision for The Dark Knight, the burden now rests on the shoulders of Matt Reeves to deliver a fresh new take on one of the most iconic and beloved comic book characters. The question is, will Reeves deliver an iconic fresh new take unlike anything we've seen before, or will his vision crumble upon the weight of expectation? I'm your host, the Mad Titan Hussein. My co-host is the Meme Lord Mir, and welcome to episode 100. Mir, top of the morning to you. We've made it episode 100. It's good to... Yeah, I thought I thought you were going to say your vengeance instead of, you know, an Avengers reference. Oh, yeah, but... a vengeance. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's... It's, it's, so, it's, so, it's so great to be here with you talking about this movie here. It's great to actually, we, we said this last time, for episode 100 we were like oh what do we do for the special you know 100 episode and i think there's no better way than to talk about like this movie to be honest with you i think this movie is the special episode for us uh, i can't wait to talk about it i've been <laughs> this movie's so good i I, just, I can't wait man i know i set the expectations that we, we i i've said this right now i will stand by my hot takes and I will be held accountable for what I've said. So I will go <laughs> on trial for what I've said and I will, you know, answer to them. But Jesus Christ, man, I it's from the get-go, uh, it really blew me away it, it, beyond my expectations. I think my expectations were really high, but deep down I was like, okay, you know, speaking to you guys over the last last week and just kind of, trying to calm down you know because i don't want to set myself up for failure so mm-hmm. I, I i did try to calm down the last week it did help that obviously the whole week on the multiverse page it was just all batman coverage of batman content which still didn't help uh but it really took it really blew me away man my expectations were just shattered like beyond belief and i am extremely happy to talk about this movie today with you and uh let's so let's get straight into it first yeah. um first opening thoughts meal um I loved it. Reviews, yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was like you said it was like a it was a is it's similar but it was a fresh new take on Batman in that it's really like a slow like detective movie. Mm-hmm. Like Batman has his own like inner monologue the whole time. It's like Saturday, October 31st. Yeah. The city is full of like that that yes, that part yes. was so fucking good. Like I love that. I loved how like closely he's like working with Gordon the whole time like I was mm-hmm. like actually surprised I was like whoa like Gordon's doing a lot in this movie yes and he's he's just like his partner like he's his he's his uh Morgan Freeman if mm-hmm. if you compare it to like seven but yeah I, I love this movie what do you think of it I'm exactly in the same boat with you to be honest with you I first of all that voiceover at the start with the movie I didn't really think I was like ah oh, are we going to be doing this but it works so well it's like this monologue mm-hmm. just happening in the background it's this was a different take, man. It's it's so unique in a way where it's don't forget we're jo- we're joining Batman and Bruce uh, two years into his antics as Batman. You know, this is only his second year mm-hmm. as Batman, and we we see this and this dialogue and this voiceover happening. Uh, it's like he, he's writing down his own diary. You know, he's like his own adventures. He's learning from stuff. Um, 
there's so many different things and we'll talk about it just completely you know in a unorganized fashion and anything that pops pops to my uh to our head but i think the first thing that really springs out to me is that this is the best rendition of gotham i have ever seen excluding obviously the the arkham games Mm -hmm. this is like it blew me away like nolan's world yeah nolan's film definitely felt like it was like the the city it was filmed in yeah but for this one i i couldn't tell like Apparently, it was mostly filmed in Liverpool. Like yeah, UK. Liverpool, uh, Scotland. There was a yeah. few scenes that I filmed quite close to house. So obviously, I was, I've mentioned this before. It's filmed at the old uh, university campus I went to. And it's actually filmed for people who live in London. There's a scenes with uh, outside the GCPD. That's uh, Tottenham Court Road. So people who live oh, in nice. London. So that's literally a 15-minute walk straight down from my parents. And obviously they they CGI and put like you know they they change it up, but that's that road basically, and it's shots in around iconic places, which really brings you. It's like Nolan's one uh, universe where you know you kind of relate to it, and here you kind of relate to it in certain aspects. But the world they built, absolutely incredible. I've never seen anything like this. I really haven't. And the the attention to detail to that, it really felt gritty. It really felt you know like I'm in this. Uh, dirty underbelly like on the edge sort of society and yeah it was like always rainy like the sun yes. like never out it's, it's yeah great. a society neglected you know that it you you could feel the corruption without it being told to you you know what i mean it's just like mm-hmm. it was done in such a manner and that was the first thing that stood out to me but i saw you your messages in the morning and my first reply to it was we need to talk about that opening scene. <laughs> the one where it, it starts with a hate crime? <laughs> well, that, I was laughing. Man. Yeah, that and the people, whole... People, I, I've, seen, I've seen some criticism that this movie is like too too dark and it's not funny. Like, are you crazy? This movie's hilarious. I don't know what people are talking about. Yeah, listen, okay. This movie's hilarious. We'll go, we'll go off topic as we usually do. So the only... Funny enough, I did not see a lot of hate from Marvel fans, right? And obviously we're not no, here no, to, you know... Mostly sign of it. It was, yeah. It was Snyder fans. It's crazy. I love, it. I love it so much. Like we Snyder fans, them. yeah. We, Snyder we fans are in the mud at the moment. I think I, I, I replied back to a tweet yesterday, actually, where someone's, um, uh, let me see if I can find it. Someone tweeted, and I just saw it pop up on my uh, profile, uh, on, my, on my feed. Someone said, you can't be the definitive Batman if your Bruce Wayne is dog shit. There are rules, I fear. Take it up with do God. People, do people guy, not? Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, and I, I saw his handle. His handle was the Snyderverse. And somebody uh-huh. said, uh, someone had a good reply. You can't be the def- definitive Batman if your Batman kills. Those are the rules yeah. here. Take up of God. And my reply was, essentially, Snyder fans in the mud because Reeves has done in one movie what Snyder couldn't do in three. The Snyderverse is dead. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we, yeah. yeah like, do people not like, did people not like his Bruce Wayne? I thought every aspect of him, and we'll I come to. It was incredible. We'll come to talk about Bruce Wayne because I have a few yeah ideas of where we're gonna go. But I think the night of, the, the the nightmare of uh, the Snyder years are pretty pretty much over. We're back. Mm-hmm. We're back to what Batman really is. You know, you know, a true detective. The production design, the cinematography, they were incredible, man. There was, and I, I didn't see any hate from Marvel fans. I saw hate mainly from DC fans. I'm like. What is going on? I did see a few Marvel fans going, 
oh, there was not one moment in the cinema where people were jumping for joy, like uh, in No Way Home. And I was like, huh? Come on. And my, come brother, on. My, my brother had, I think, the best reply. He was like, listen, I'm going to go to watch a movie, not a fucking circus act. And, and exactly. I think he's spot on. And as I said, this dark, gritty world of Gotham, I think, I think Warner Brothers need to learn from this. It's about time yeah. we just stop doing fucking multiverse movies. I was about to say, we need to break ourselves from like the shackles of connected universes because like everyone thinks they want like a connected universe, but like, you know, you're going to get the same movie over and over again. Like yeah. that's why people say Marvel movies feel like all feel like the, the same and they yeah. feel like similar. They feel like carbon copies of each yeah. other. And I think that's because, why Matt like, Reeves said he couldn't yeah, do a Marvel movie. Exactly. It's because like if you're going to do like a shared universe, you can't deviate too much from the formula or or feel like too too different from like the, the the like the core principles of the universe like yeah you can't really give your director too much of a vision if you're in the shared universe that's why yeah. like that's why dc should really stick to these movies like that's why joker was good that's why this movie is great like stop no stop stop doing shared universes like come on like I've, you don't want 25 movies that all feel like a snyder movie exactly i, hope, I can't take i can't take three hours of yeah. slow-mo yeah, exactly. I hope DC and Warner Brothers learn from this movie, to be honest with you. And the, the Joker, actually, because the Joker is pretty similar in its kind of tone and, uh, and what it's trying to achieve. And kind of just green, like more director driven takes on, on characters that aren't, mm-hmm. you know, crippled by the overarching objective of, oh, we need to create this extended universe. We need to introduce this person and that person. And if you really think about it, the best comic book movies that have all come from a pure focus on developing the characters in their own mini world. You look at the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight Rises, Joker, Batman Begins, the Batman, and a lot of a lot of people don't talk about it much, but Logan. Logan. You name like five Batman movies. Logan. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, those are all DC movies where you know they've given them, you know, okay, the freedom to do something. Like we never saw. Obviously, we we, we named the the Dark Knight trilogy because that was the first time Warner Brothers. Obviously, you know, they were doing something different. They gave, it was Nolan. They were like, yeah, do what you want. Blah blah blah. Outside of those movies, let's say what came afterwards. It was just a whole fest of uh, MCU movies that all feel the same, right? But if you take away Logan, for example, Joker, and now this movie, they're some of the greatest comic book movies because you know the directors are not chained to. The, the notion that they need to introduce their characters in a in a you know overarching cinematic universe an extended universe and that's where these movies do well so for i think we need to just get rid of that nonsense i think warner brothers should learn from this and go you know what these movies have done well let's just focus on this and i think marvel should follow suit because logan is amazing yeah if logan's logan... logan's probably the best marvel movie yeah i was about to say if logan is in is the mcu logan is my favorite marvel movie even though it's oh like, yeah 100 yeah, exactly so the the world that was built here was 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 perfect the opening scene and that runs from uh you know uh and obviously spoilers i know we mentioned at the start it's um the riddler you know killing the mayor and then obviously that batman scene so we'll start off with riddler obviously we've had like, you know, great takes on and the intro- introducing the villains. Like, you know, we've got mm-hmm. the Joker and I don't really want to compare this movie too much to the Dark Knight. I want to kind of avoid. Yeah. What let's movie, let's, yeah, what other let's just place this movie and not like exactly. discuss his legacy exactly. to like maybe the very end of the Yeah, night. exactly. So this, the introduction of the Riddler, it fucking scared the shit out of me. I'll be honest. I was, I was, <laughs> I was sitting there. It's pretty good. It's I was good. sitting there. I was like, okay, what's going on? And then 
you don't really see the figure in the background. All you see is mm. the glowing white eyes because of the reflection from the television. And I was, it, it didn't make me jump, but it really made me kind of just sit back in my seat and be like, one, I knew I was going to be in for a great ride. And two, I was mm. like, okay, this is the small details, the care and attention that I love in movies. And you know, I rave on about them. And I knew, you know what? I'm ready for this movie. I was busting all over, man. I was like, I was so excited. I was like, fuck, you know, I was like, there were so many moments in that movie where you just hear me go, fucking out. Like, and then that whole dialogue about Batman, like him being, you know. Yeah, it's like subtle setting up the movie. Yes. You don't have to like do like a whole origin story. You can just be like, there's been a Cape Crusader for the past year, past two years. Yeah, exactly. And- the, the mayor is like oblivious though. Like that, that, that motherfucker is breathing loud as hell. He's like, <gasps> yeah, yeah. I'm like, bro, turn around. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, and then obviously the, the, the hate crime, let's say, but Batman just there talking, giving his dialogue about what's going on. And you believe it. And he was like, they're hiding the shadows. And he was like, mm-hmm. I am the shadow. And I was like, that was so Fuck. Cool. I was like, fucking hell, man. And he was just like, and it, what was great about that shot was he could be anywhere. All these criminals were wondering if he was there. Mm-hmm. And then you don't see him. You hear the footsteps first and he's coming out. And then he's just there and he's just like, who the hell are you supposed to be? And he's like, tut, 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 tut. I'm vengeance. I'm like, fucking hell, I wish, they, I wish they didn't show that in the trailer. That would have been so hype yeah, in the theater. Yeah, but I was about to say, that still hit me hard in the theater, man. Like, mm-hmm. it really. But I, I, I'm with you on that. I wish I saw that for the first time because... I got hyped in the trailer. So seeing that in the first time would have been absolutely incredible. But for me also, I think the opening introduction of the Batman has is probably my favorite introduction of the Batman because I can't remember what the other movies have done. Uh, so this for me, this one was, it was just chef's kiss. That scene, that opening scene, I was like, yeah, we're in for an absolute ride yeah. of, a, of, a, of a movie. Um Feel free to just jump in whatever, Mia. Yeah, uh, I, I was gonna say with the uh, with the introduction scene, like he like comes out, like he really does come out like a serial killer. Like he comes out like Jason Voorhees. Like he's like the whole movie though. He's like walking slow as shit. The movie would have yeah. probably been like fifteen minutes less if he didn't walk so slow. Yeah. Like I I like a lethargic Batman because like yeah. as someone who's pretty lethargic himself, yeah. I like take my time going everywhere. Yeah, but this guy was like. All right, come on, bro. Like, speed it up a little. Like, he's like walking like two miles an hour. He's walking like the sloth from Zootopia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Zootropolis for you. But yeah. um, yeah. And I think the most interesting aspect of it is, and this is like, this is not a diss whatsoever. Is that he's like not a strong Batman. Like yeah. he's like struggling with like thugs, and he gets shot a lot. Like, it's perfect for like a year two Batman. He's yes, not supposed exactly. to be like. He's not supposed to be Arkham Batman taking on like mm-hmm. fifty thugs at the same time. Like, yeah. he's a little rough. Like, he's yeah. he's not he's not skilled yet. He's not he's new to the game. He's like a second year player, essentially. Like, he's you know he's getting shot. He's struggling. Mm-hmm. He's you know he's getting like overwhelmed at time. He's a perfect Batman. Yeah, perfect I, Batman. Yeah, I think he, we'll come or we'll discuss it towards the end. But th- it goes straight into my next point. This is Batman two years in, and we mm-hmm. see him make mistakes. We see him still not understand what he is, you know, is he, at that point, he wasn't a symbol of hope. He was just trying to no, instill fear. he's just trying to be fear, yeah. Yeah, into people, and just, he's just on this vengeance. 
and 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 that was it. And we we saw that, and we saw these small mistakes. And if you really paid attention to the movie, he could have easily caught the Riddler. Obviously, oh, yeah. it's not going to happen. <laughs> but he could have easily caught the Riddler right at the start. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, if he paid attention to the photos of the mayor. As because the photos were taken overlooking the iceberg lounge. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So if you're the greatest detective, this and this is what I love. He's known as the greatest detective. We have never seen that on the big screen. We've seen a few things from like the the bullet analysis in uh, the the Dark Knight. Yeah, which, Christian Bale would have caught him in two twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we've never seen that you know um, development of the character. This guy. Where's he learned to fight? Where's he learned to do this? Where's he's so struggling? I think, yeah, I think yeah. it's implied that Alfred. I think, yeah, I think so. Fight. But um, sure. yeah, like I like, I like that. Like you said, he's not good at, he's not good at being Batman yet. Yeah, he's, still, he's not supposed to. He's still developing. He's still there's still so much to his character, and I think this is what sets the future movies up. You know, like we might join him in a few years down the line in a sequel and he's slightly better but I hope they take the time and developing this because this is something I would love to see in the, pre- in the Nolan trilogy we've seen him go fight uh, in the League of Shadows and he was honed his skill there and then in the second Bat- Batman he's up against the Joker straight away you know what I mean exactly. so, that, so there's that development here these are all characters that feel part of Gotham feel that okay you know we thought okay you know he's skinny he doesn't seem intimidating but that's not the point the point is to allow all these characters to belong in that world, you know. Mm-hmm. Like the penguin feels absolutely grounded, and I feel like he belongs in that world. Same with Catwoman, same with the mobsters, same with the Riddler, to be honest yeah. with you. And if, for example, it's the same thing with the Joker in The Dark Knight, where the Joker from the comics would never fit in any of these movies because no. they just seem out of their place. But with the in The Dark Knight, he seemed like a madman, you know, someone psychotic, someone who just wants to wreak havoc. And in this movie, it's the same with Batman. He doesn't, and this is not a bad thing. This he doesn't sometimes feel like he's belongs in this world because we have this perception that he's this master fighter and you know he's skilled and all that. And that's where we forget. We forget that there's years behind that. And this is why mm-hmm. this is so beautiful. He doesn't belong in this world because he's not supposed to. Yeah, like yeah. This Batman would get wrecked by Bane. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So the movie is extremely grounded. And it's the same with uh, the rendition of, uh, of Joker in the Todd Phillips movie. Mm-hmm. He He's different. He doesn't belong in any other movie because he's built in that world. And that's why this movie was so good. This is probably one of the most extremely grounded comic book movies. The movie oh, yeah, was 100%. Yeah, the movie was so adamant on being grounded in every way possible, even from, from the vehicles, from the way he glides. Like he did have he had this yeah. like this it was rough. Yeah, it Watch was rough, glide. wasn't it? Yeah. And he did, and that scene I loved because he 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 collided with the with the, the bridge, I think, or the or the truck. Yeah, he, he ate see, it. Yeah, yeah, man. He was just like, like oh. jackass. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's so good. It's so good. And in, in, in that world building and that character development, everything is so grounded. Everything is so believable. You could, and that's what makes that movie great. It's because, and this goes back to us saying, don't worry about making an MCU or a cinematic universe or whatever, tying things up. Because if you're trying to tie this up with, let's say, the Joker from Todd Phillips, none of them work with each other. You try and tie no. Chuck 
Aquaman in this movie. Nothing works with each other. You know what I mean? So this is why this movie is so beautiful. And we're forgetting that this movie went through a lot of production issues. Don't forget this was done during COVID. uh, And there was times where uh, Matt Reeves wasn't even on set. So he would be speaking uh, over over, um, a phone call or something, directing people. And we knew this movie kind of was in good hands when we first saw the, the initial trailer from DC Fandom and that was only yeah, we, wait, we, we forgot to apologize to Robert Pattinson to, to Matt Reeves for doubting this movie yeah I think I think we already apologized I think though, yeah like, we've all, we already apologized the first, think, yeah the first yeah. trailer we saw it's like okay this this is something special yeah like, we've been we've been waffling this this movie might be something special yeah I, I think Matt Reeves has done a, an excellent excellent job but I'll talk more about that as, as we wrap up um one thing I like is uh, we called this at the start. We said Paul Dano. I think Paul Dano stole the show for me uh, personally. Listen, listen. <laughs> he might be he might be top two. I mean, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, he's I think inc- he's already up there. He's he's incredible in this movie. Yeah, okay. he's he's absolutely he's, he's incredible. He's like this is like a we've never seen like this kind of Batman villain before where he's like not intimidating whatsoever. Like he has. <laughs> Me and you could have beaten up the Joker. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, easily. But he's just like so like he like outwits everyone. He's you know like yeah. of course he's a villain, but like he's basically just like some guy on Reddit basically that yeah. watched like too many conspiracy YouTube videos. He's and... on he's on four chan sending up uh, <laughs> exactly. Videos, he's yeah. a fucking he's a fucking incel fam. Yeah, he's like there to storm the Capitol on January six. But <laughs> like he's just like. I mean, like you could see this being like a real life person. Like, yeah, it's so realistic. Like, yeah. it's actually pretty scary because like anyone could do what he did. Like mm-hmm. anyone could. Um, I don't know what social media site that was, but I'm sure there's like a social media site like that out there. Yeah. And like they could just like dress up as a villain. Like I have like he's wearing my glasses, actually. Like I have those glasses. He yeah, I've, I've, I've seen those. I've seen those. <laughs> but I could just like get one of those gardening tools like creep through a window and start like you know like yeah killing politicians like it's so it's so scary how realistic he is like yeah. that's that was my favorite part of it and i think that's what makes him a great villain is because you can get mm-hmm. behind the idea you can get behind his ideas of at the day he's trying to expose lies right anybody yeah. can dress up as him he's he's trying to peel back and expose the he's, bullshit and corrupt that goes on in uh that is going on in gotham and he's just yeah and at the end, it's so funny to see that he's just like a Batman fanboy. Yeah. It's like, I thought he would like what I'm doing. Like, we yeah. saved the city together. Yeah. It's like that SpongeBob meme where the whole city's blown up. It's yeah. like, we did it, Patrick. We saved the city. Like, <laughs> he's just, and he's so like distraught when he learns that Batman doesn't like what he did. He's like, no. Like, Paul mm-hmm. Dano's amazing. Amazing. Actually. I knew he was going to be good. I think this is one of the, uh, I wouldn't even call it a hot take, to be honest, but this is one that we both agreed on. Oh, we yeah. knew how good this guy is. Like in in blood, um, sorry, there will be blood. He went toe to toe with uh, oh, D- Daniel Day Lewis, one hundred toe to toe, and like people overlooked that. And he did say, which was quite funny, he did say he had trouble sleeping uh, mm-hmm. with, with making this movie. So how about twelve years a slave? But that's what. The story. <laughs> but uh, you could you could see there's sometimes these sort of roles really do impact the character and to to be fully bought into to the world they're building they kind of have to live it and that's what make great 
great actors, you know. And he's not trying to be this method actor or forcing no. it like you know Jared Leto does most of the time. He's letting this like his performance was natural. Yeah, it was natural. It never felt forced. It never felt anything. And the and the riddles as well. They felt like you, like you felt like you wanted to solve them as well. You know, like they felt you know relatable to to the audience. It's like he was talking to the audience, and you were there. And this is what made the movie so great, in my opinion, is you felt part of this. You know, you're trying to expose stuff. You're trying to. There was a lot of twists and turns, but these twists and turns weren't ones that you know you didn't see coming. They were just done in a way where you go, oh, okay. Yeah, so this is, and it, it, it felt like you were part of the detective, you know, find, finding the answers, trying to find out where it goes. You could say that, oh, you know, you kind of predicted that, that his family was involved, but you never really predicted what, from what aspect. And it just, yeah, I, I loved it. And what, another thing I also loved was this fact, the Riddler wins in a way. Yeah, yeah. He, he does. He, he like really uncovers uh, Gotham's corruption here. Yeah, he's like, and he like he's like he's like he's a bad guy. He does like terrible stuff, but like yeah. he does, you know, point out where the corruption is. You know, yeah. without him, I don't think Gotham. I don't think Batman's smart enough to. Yeah, you know, I, I think he would have eventually found out that Falcon was running the city, but you know, the Riddler kind of helped him in that way. So you know, hats off to the Riddler, and like he's gonna change Riddler's forever. Like no one's gonna yeah. act like exactly Arkham Asylum, Jim Carrey, yeah. you know. Villa, like that's that villa's out of date stop doing that villa you yeah. need you need modern villa and paul dano just he knocked it out of the park he did what he did to the villa what joe leto i mean what yeah Heath ledger did to don't let her fucking hell that I, hope not. I hope not i hope not <laughs> <laughs> but no you, you are absolutely spot on he does he wins and he wins and it's not this whole big battle it's a win of you know ex, ex, exposing certain things and and you're, don't forget, this is not just a Batman uh, year two story. This is for every single character that we've just experienced. You know, mm -hmm. the Riddler, how does he kind of uh, evolve? The Penguin, how does he evolve? Uh, Catwoman, how does she evolve? You know, there's there's evolutions for each character and it just feels like there's this, there's so much potential in this world and it's, it's, it's beautiful to see. Riddler wins and he doesn't just win by expo expo exposing I was about to say explosion, exposing, exposing the lies. He also wins because Gotham is kind of destroyed, you know? Mm -hmm. It's it's the government, I, and, and this is a potential for like future movies, but there's a comic called um, No Man's Land, uh, and this is from, from the Joker aspect where he, bl he blows up, oh no, sorry, No Man's Land, I think it's an earthquake that hits Gotham and it gets uh, destroyed and he gets abandoned by the government. So, Gotham becomes this really dark and underbelly, and you've seen the arc. You've seen it in the Arkham games where you know it's just abandonment, you know. And and I think that's what happens, and that's where we could be heading. But we kind of saw it in in the Dark Knight Rises, where the government abandons the city essentially, and the city is left to you know to fend yeah. for itself. And this is what Riddler has done. He's won, but he hasn't won by you know defeating Batman. He's won by you know, ex uh, exposing the lies and corruption that goes in uh, on in Gotham, and as you said, I, he's up there now. He's up there. We we said this, and we knew this. And once again, like Heath, uh, Heath Ledger, I don't think this role is now going to be. I don't think anybody can play this role. Um, 
we still have a few other characters to talk about, and I want to talk about Penguin, who I thought, mm-hmm. fucking hell, I need I need that TV show ASAP. Because I was like, I, this is this is Colin. Uh, I forgot even his uh, name. Colin, now. Colin Fowl. Yeah, <laughs> he's so he was such a chameleon that I was yeah. like, oh yeah, it is Colin Fowl. Like he he looked like he was having the time of his life. He's, ha- he's having fun. He's having so much fun on the movie. He looked so good, and as I said, he. When you think of Penguin, you think of all the other Penguins that come before. Uh, even, I don't know if you've seen the Gotham TV show. That was kind of the I most, have, I have. Yeah. I really enjoyed that TV show because I was a bit... It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah it was fun watch. Yeah, it's, it has its own twists and turns and it was kind of grounded in certain aspects and I think only in, in character. Uh, but I think, once again, I think this is the best uh, uh, iteration of, of, of the Penguin. I want to see more. I don't think, he, I don't think there was yeah. enough of him. He's you know? only in the movie for like 20... 20 minutes maybe yeah. 15 minutes yeah but that's uh, and, and i think that's justified because obviously the gotham is run by these higher end mobsters you know like falcone and so on and so forth now that he's he's gone and this city's now left let's say it's been abandoned or there's he's there now he's probably now scheming to over to, to take over the, the criminal under, underworld and i think that's where we might see what we might see actually in the, in the HBO TV show. And I think that'd be quite cool. I think mm-hmm. if these HBO TV shows uh, are kind of a direct sequel to the movie, I think that'd be a valuable. I think so. Because I know the GCPD TV show is a, uh, is a continuation of the movie and how the GCP is, is running. And it's got obviously, um, what's his name again? Uh, what's his name? What's it? Yeah. Jeffrey Wright. He continues. Yeah. So yeah, he's great as going. He was great. Yeah, that's great. So those, I think that those are definitely a continuation. We might as well just talk about him. He was absolutely amazing. And also, yeah. just uh, as a quick note, the fact that they've got, I would say, major characters in, in the movie as people of color, hats uh-huh. off. Hats off. I don't think that was a, an accidental. I think that was in, done intentionally. I think Jeffrey Wright as uh, Commissioner Gordon, well, he's lieutenant at the time. And that's another thing that I love. It's when we see him, potentially go from a lieutenant to a commissioner we've never had that we've seen it in the gotham tv show but never in the movie so that's quite cool and mm-hmm. then obviously we've got um bella uh, bella Vial, who's the the mayor yeah and i think she's going to be in the continuation of because uh, we know there's a definitely a trilogy confirmed matt reeves has confirmed himself so i think because we also see her talk to bruce wayne saying your family have a history of philanthropy and you've done, you don't, you haven't really done much for the city, blah, blah, blah. And I think that's where the next movies come along. You know, I think the city's being abandoned and I think, and this, I'll, I'll talk about it now directly because this ties into Bruce Wayne. And I think that's where we see more of Bruce Wayne and more of his, because we don't really see the playboy Bruce Wayne. I, you know? I know. That's why I love, I love yeah. those movies, emo Batman. Like yeah. people are like, Oh, he's not Bruce Wayne. I'm like, because he doesn't know he has to be yet. Like, yeah, exactly. Part of being part of being Batman is like you have to develop the the Bruce Wayne persona. People are gonna think you're a fucking weirdo. Mm-hmm. Which, like, oh, is that Bruce Wayne? Like, he never comes out. He's a recluse. Yeah. Like, he needs to, like put up that persona of like, oh yeah, I have to tell, I have to like fake to these people that I'm like this, you know, Tony Stark playboy dude. Like, and this movie knows it. Like, he's not supposed to know he has to do that yet. Yeah. Like. Come on, like this Bruce Wayne is perfect, in my opinion. Uh, like, that's how, like, because he he's not he's not putting up a persona at all. Like, he's like, yeah. this is who I truly am, and that's like part of his weaknesses in this movie. Yeah, uh, 
spawn spawn um because we don't see all that and i think everybody forgets it this is a development not just for him but for every character for his persona as batman for his uh for him as bruce wayne he doesn't know he needs to be bruce wayne yet he hasn't had to live through that you know he's still coming to terms with him just being on this journey of vengeance so i feel like as the movies go along as this universe unravels i think we'll see him develop into that i think we'll see more of you know let's just call it the playboy approach Mm -hmm. Uh, and i think we'll see more because like he's not going to go to the government as batman and be like yeah gotham is worth saving no he's going to have to this is where bruce wayne comes in and we're going to see that in the future I think three hours for this runtime, I think it was well justified. And I think they did a lot in that runtime, to be honest with you. I personally, I can I can have probably sat for another half an hour. Uh, there was not one, <laughs> it was just me. Yeah. Like um, there was not one moment I looked at my watch and was like wondering, oh, when's this going? I'd even need to pee. I'd even, mate, I just, it was just such a good and enjoyable movie. And another thing that I loved about it, and I think this is, um, a lot of comparisons have been made to it, but it feels like a David Fincher sort of movie. It is. It yeah. is. And I think yeah. this is the one area I don't usually advocate for this, but yeah. I think this movie should have been made. I. Yeah. Like you have to. You have to show the brutality of the Riddler. <laughs> like when they're like examining the crime scenes, I'm like, oh, look show at me. all the blood. Show me. Like, show oh, me. Yeah. His, his finger was gone. Oh, yeah. look what the look what he did to the son of a bitch. Like you yeah. have to show. The violence and i understand why they had to do pg-13 because they want to yeah. sell a lot of tickets but i think people would just watch the rated r batman like i really do they watched the rated r joker Snyder cut yeah. joker joker is like the most profitable yeah. comic book movie of all time yeah like be confident next time like please like you have like if you're gonna make the riddler like the zodiac killer or like the killer from seven mm-hmm. you have to show his violence you have to show his art his work basically Oh, 100%. To- uh, to- totally agree with you. I think that's what... I never, I didn't come out of that movie thinking, oh, I wish I saw more, I wish I wanted this or that. But one thing I, I did think of was it needs to be an R-rated, so basically 18-rated here in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was PG-13, right, in America? Yep. So 15-rated here. Yeah, I think it just needs to go to that one step. I don't think... Don't be scared, one of those. Don't be scared. Exactly. I think push the boundaries. We saw what happened when we, we had a R-rated Joker. I think it blew all expectation out of the warp. And a lot of people did say at the start, oh, it's never going to succeed because it's R-rated, blah, blah, blah. Most, gro- most highest, what, uh, R-rated movie of all time, comic, yeah. So there's that. And also, um, uh, yeah, I could have done easy, done another half, half an hour, man. I, I did want more, but I wanted more because I was enjoying it so much, man. I, 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 I abs- absolutely loved it. Um, we yeah, have I would so, say yeah. the first half was a little, I mean, the first third was yeah. a little slow. Yeah. But when it gets to the funeral scene and after yeah. that, it's it's all gas, no big. Yeah. The, the, I would say the third act is very heavy on exposition and narrative, which I really liked. You know, some movies don't do it too well. Some movies just kind of, they peak in the mid act and they kind of just taper off. But I felt like this movie got stronger and stronger as the movie went on. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think and I think you're right. The first act was really, really slow, but like a intentionally slow. Yeah, exactly. Like a David uh, Fincher movie, like for example, Zodiac Killer has the same vibe. Mm-hmm. So I would also compare this to Seven. Yep. But another movie I would compare this to, which a lot of people haven't uh, mentioned, is uh, Blade Runner. Uh, mm-hmm. I have to say, there's a lot I of would, sh- yeah, I would, I would. 
a lot of shots and cinema, cinematography that are really inspired by by Blade Runner. You've got you know the main character in the shot. So it's a wide angle shot. Nothing else is happening, and we have this in Blade Runner where the movie does so well with silence. Nothing happens, and uh, mm-hmm. but you still get a, um, the sense of communication without much dialogue. So, for example, when Batman comes back to the crime scene, uh, he just the, the police officer is like, "You can't be here." He just looks at him, and that's it. And he mm-hmm. continues, and then he, the, the the police officer has another uh, comment to make. Nothing's happening. There's scenes where there's not much dialogue, but they just they work because of the cinematography, because of the atmosphere that's created, and and that's the same feeling I got with uh, with Blade Runner. So that's what I compare these um, this movie to. Blade Runner, heavy influence on uh, from Zodiac, uh, and then obviously Seven. So those are the three movies that really sprung sprung to my mind, and. This movie does well. It really, when we first, because we were, I think we were on board once we, you know, got over the fact that Matt Reeves, I don't think we were too much in doubt with Matt Reeves because we knew from the uh, Planet of the Apes trilogy that, you know, is a good director. But I think we were more in doubt with, uh, you know, the cast Robert of Robert yeah. Patterson. Once we overlooked that and, you know, Matt Reeves was saying, oh, this is going to be a, uh, noir detectives we were on board we were like this is what we want and I, I thought he did extremely well I think that movie does extremely well in kind of communi- communicating that vibe you know to, to, to the audience I, it truly felt like this is and I think I think you'll probably agree with me not once did I think this was a comic book movie I completely forgot this was a Batman movie when I was watching this movie and, oh yeah I agree with that yeah. it's, it's 100% uh, a detective noir movie way over like a comic book movie because like comic book movies have like that third act problem of like oh you have to have the hero <laughs> fight the fight the villain yeah. he never fights a villain yeah he doesn't yeah, even take down shit, the villain shit. The, police, the police take down the villain oh He's fuck just, I just like, noticed that as well fuck. he never fights a yeah. villain him. he fights like villain clones of, yeah, I like yeah. that part I, I, I like love that, that aspect of it of like the villain is like an idea more yes. than like an individual person, like anyone, like he's telling people like you guys can be the villain too. And yeah. like, they all take up on it. Yeah. And apparently they all suck at aiming because they're yeah. trash. Yeah. Um, but yeah. They never fight. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And I'll, I'll come back to that point. Cause you made a really good point. Um, but not once did I feel like you could literally unmask Batman and ask, unmask the Riddler and it could just been its own movie. You know what I mean? It, and, <laughs> It never felt like a comic book movie. It never felt like I was watching a Batman uh, movie. It wasn't tied down to the whole, you know, superhero trait where you had to fight the, the the villain at the end. You have to win, otherwise the movie does doesn't succeed. And just with what you're saying there, because this is a point that I had to make, the Riddler, anyone could be the Riddler because it's an ideology, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it was at that moment he realizes that the reason he hasn't had an impact on people positively is because his ideology is just vengeance. You know, yeah. even the Riddler uh, henchman was like, I'm vengeance. And it was I that moment. That yeah. And it was that moment he knew. He had to change it. Yeah. He had to change it. And it was that moment where he was like, he needed this. He needed, uh, the city needs a symbol of hope. And he needed. Exactly. To be exactly. Yeah. 100%. And, and he needed to be that hope. Because at the moment, he's just instilled fear. Fear mm-hmm. will only get you so much. But now he needs to still hope. And that's why I love, I think that last shot where he jumps off with the flare and stuff, that was kind of the, the, mm-hmm. the evolution towards the end. 
for what Batman could be. And uh, and I thought that was beautiful. I think that's something that you could really yeah, man. overlook, but it's done, as I said, this movie is done with intent and purpose. It's meticulous in certain aspects. And this is one. It's, okay, he's vengeance. Anyone could be vengeance. And we saw that. The Riddler henchman mm-hmm. wanted vengeance. And that's where his ideology changed. And I absolutely love that. When I, I literally sat, you know, the Antonio Banderas meme? Where he's like, yeah. That was me. <laughs> yeah. That was me. And this, I was like, for fuck. I was like, fuck, you know. And I was just like, Matt, Matt, uh, Reeves, is a, Matt Reeves is a chosen one, dude. Because he, he understands Batman. Yeah. I would say better than anyone. Because like Batman is in vengeance. He's like a symbol of hope. Yeah. Like Batman uses fear to like, scare the civilians but like he also uses hope to like let people of gotham know like hey everything's gonna be okay i got you guys but i'm like it's so good batman's arc in this movie is so good so good so good it's just and it's just a story of evolution and we're gonna see that and i can't wait to see that and i as you said matt reeves now is the chosen one for this and this is something that i am so hyped i'm on my knees for i can't wait and I can't wait just to see more. Like I would love. It. I'm and gonna go watch, watch this again. Movies. Yeah, I'm gonna go watch this again probably on Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, one character we haven't talked about is Zoe Kravitz and her um, portrayal as uh, Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved it. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to make uh, comparisons with Anne Hathaway, uh, but I think. Uh, Hathaway. Yeah, I think I think so as I'll well. I'll make I, it for you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I loved I loved her portrayal. I loved that there was. It's that relationship between her and Batman, and so much chemistry, so much yeah, like, sexual so, tension. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. With Anne Hathaway, we only saw her when it felt like the exposition needed her, and it wasn't mm-hmm. like she had any backstory to it. But with Zoe Kravitz's character, and obviously, this is obviously how the movie is played out. But we saw that she had her own agenda. She had to fend for herself. She didn't just rely on Batman anymore. You know, we no. saw that she was strong and independent and it was absolutely amazing to see and i she suited the role she suited the role and that was perfect there was, there was a who was it i think she said it or somebody said there was a scene cut out uh from the movie where she's drinking milk like the cats i was like yeah out. i was like i need to see that scene right now <laughs> give sir. me this <laughs> sir, sir. <laughs> get me that milk bowl <laughs> get me cat woman <laughs> uh, but, but she was she was so good and what you I could tell, like, that. you could tell, like, Batman was like, as soon as she showed up on screen, Batman was like, horny for her. And I was yeah. like, I don't even blame you, my guy. I'm like, <laughs> have you seen the shots between those two? Like, the promo shots, they look, I'll yeah. be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if there's, if there's nothing I'm, going on. If I was Ryan Pattinson's girlfriend, I would be concerned. Oh, Robert Pattinson has be, a girlfriend? Yeah, I, I would be that. concerned. Well, I would Robert... be concerned if I was Zoe Kravitz's uh, boyfriend. I would be oh, concerned if I was Channing Tatum. <laughs> if I'm oh. Channing Tatum right now, I'm concerned. Hmm? That's that's her boyfriend. Yeah, Channing Tatum's her boyfriend. Damn. I'm concerned if I was him. I'll, yeah, I'll because I'll be. Con- I never thought Robert Pattinson would win me over, but Robert Pattinson, you have a boyfriend now. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, yeah, I I loved one thing that I really loved was her her different personas in, in a way where she'll come across as somebody different mm-hmm. uh, and it's just like a cat you know essentially and I, I love that play and I love how ground once again how grounded her character character was you know and we saw that she was all about you know the crime aspect and she wanted money and we saw that she was also playing her own game leading you know criminals here and finding information and I think there's so much more to be explored and there's rumors 
that she's getting her own HBO TV show, which would be absolutely great. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Um, so she blew she blew me away. Uh, Andy Circus as Alfred. He was. Eh. He, I'll be honest with you. I I think he was set up in a way where it was done with it. It was intentional the way his character played out because because he didn't get a lot of screen time at the mm-hmm. start. When that scene happens where the bomb goes off, you actually think he actually died because yeah. he doesn't come. So I, I think it was done with intent. And I feel like it now cements the bond between him and Bruce Wayne further mm-hmm. in, in the next movie. So I think even though we didn't see much of him now, I think it it's done with in, in, intention and it's, it has one eye on kind of their relationship in, in, in future movies. But from what I saw, I, I loved what I saw. I loved his his style. I loved that. Obviously, with with Michael Caine, we always had you know he re, he truly cared, and you know he was he was the butler. He did everything. Of Andy Serkis, mm-hmm. it felt like he was also part of the riddles, you know, part of the detective work, and I, I really love that take. It's what's so nice about this movie is everybody's take or everybody's character is a different take on what we know from the comic book world or from movies before, and I just love that everything felt fresh in a way. Yeah. Even with James Gordon, it felt fresh because we see him as a lieutenant. We see him trying to work with Batman and still not knowing whether, you know, what his intentions are and so on and so forth. So, yeah, it's it's just fresh to see, man. It, it, really, it really is. And I think this is where this movie has done uh, yeah, ex- extremely well. Um, before we talk about, because I do want to talk about favourite scenes, uh, there's one thing that I think we have to address and it's the elephant in the room it's joker yeah mm. i i think mm. this was the only thing it's voiced in this movie that i by the way i think there was another part of the scene where i was cut out about that mm. because it got leaked and stuff he, they avoided it that was the only thing in this movie where i was like this was not needed at all mm-hmm. it was not needed because it never I don't think it sold me on it, and I don't think we need another Joker yet. Yeah, and, I wasn't. I wasn't feeling the laugh either. I like. Yeah. I like our boy Barry, but yeah, I don't know. The laugh is. The laugh needs some work. Yeah, and I. Th- I think that will come as once again. I think this is. Uh, we don't know how long he's been in Arkham, and this is what's. It, it left me with more questions than answers, and I feel like they should have just taken it out because I feel like there's a lot more to be talked about the movie than you leaving. And people were like, oh, was that the Joker? That was the first thing I heard. And I think that took away from, you know, Paul Dano's character. I think it just took away from the movie as, as a whole. Um, but it left me with more questions. Like, what's he doing in, in Arkham? Has Batman already captured him? Is, 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 he, is, he, is this the start of, of kind of him being the Joker? Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, I, I think the less is better sort of thing. And I think Warner Brothers saw this might have just been something behind the scene. Warner Brothers saw the impact Joker made in cinema and thought, you know, we need to have Joker in this movie. Um, but the less less is more, essentially. Like, look at Star Wars. Star Wars used to come out every two or three years and they decided to bring them out every Christmas. You know, you, know, you lose the impact. And I feel like this yeah. was forced. I feel like the impact of having the Joker was, it was lost, you know. The only thing I could think of as a positive that it sets up a potential sequel and this is based on the, the comics, uh, uh, the War of Jokes and Riddles, which is obviously a combination of uh, the Riddler and, and Joker. But there was rumors, or people were talking that it might be Two Face. But I think there was a lot of 
intentional puns in there which cemented that it was actually oh yeah uh, we we called it the whole time we're like that's that's he's gonna play the joke he's He's got a weird face he's definitely in there (laughs) um what other things that i want to talk about uh was there anything that you wanted to mention yeah i love the the subtle shots the movie takes at snyder yeah like when they go in the orphanage she's like hey no guns i'm like (laughs) ooh, and like when zoe kravis is about killing like we don't kill don't we're gonna become like just like them if we kill yeah. i was like keep them coming man we yeah. just keep them coming i love you can, it you can see the subtle takes and subtle hits our previous movies because you know say what you want i i would defend ben affleck because i don't think it was his fault to be honest with you yeah, um, he's okay he was okay but after seeing this i'm like yeah but after seeing this movie and comparing it with what came before you can see why this whole Snyder fan base is quite pissed off because realistically, if you really think about it, this is what Snyder really wanted, a grounded and dark, gritty reality. It's just his execution in character portrayal was absolutely shit. You know, it was... I would say I, I would say he wanted dark, but not grounded. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I would say, yeah. Grounded. yeah. His movie's so, not very grounded. So it it didn't help it it really didn't and it just kind of yeah this movie has gone beyond what i i i expected i'll be honest with you we'll come and talk about well we'll compare it towards the end uh but let's talk about sh- um scenes because there was a, a yeah. few incredible well there was a lot of incredible scenes we've already talked about the opening scene which i think uh it sets the tone for the movie. It's based off of Halloween and, it, you know, it's heavily influenced by the comics, the long Halloween, which they kindly gave out. Cause I, when I went to buy my, uh, my snacks, I was like, how's, how comes there's no, uh, um, super uh, Batman cup. And they were like, well, maybe you might get a surprise at the end. And they gave out comics, special edition. Comic, oh, nice. Which was, which was quite, yeah. Wait, what? side rant. Side, I'm going to do a side rant on yeah. IMAX. I couldn't tell the difference bro. I could have told them. I could have told them. I anti that IMAX agenda is thriving because uh-huh. I was like, "Is the screen bigger? I can't tell." Like the I'm screen, like, the I screen here it. is bigger because it's the biggest screen okay. in the UK and Europe. But okay. the quality, you can't really tell. It's just I can't tell. The screen's just bigger. That's tell. what it is. I'll I find out on Tuesday. Tuesday, I'm gonna, Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm going to go again just to my local theater. My screen looks the same. Yeah, and I, was, I, I think you did see my Instagram shot. I took a picture, yeah. and that's the screen is quite massive. You don't really get this game was way bigger than ours. Yeah, I'll tell um, you that. I'll take a, a picture of the the normal theater on Tuesday, or Wednesday, and I'll sit in kind of my local my my regular position. But this it looked good, the movie, but it was just the movie. I want to see and compare. I don't think IMAX did anything in particular to no. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. The Dark Knight looked incredible in IMAX. Because that was shot in IMAX, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think this movie was shot in uh, in IMAX because you still get the black borders on the top. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, a few amazing shots. I think there was a lot of great shots that I really enjoyed. Um, we talked about the the, the beginning, the opening scene. Uh, there was a few that I really, really want to talk about. Oh, also, I loved how um, Batman and Bruce Wayne infiltrated... Uh, the iceberg lounge three different times oh yeah that's, that's that scene was amazing like he walks out and it's like the same set of twins yeah like, it's great he goes you know who i am it's like yeah batman is and, and then the fight and then he comes in and goes ah oh, it's bruce wayne walk quite right in and then the third time he's just like fed up with the twins he just sneaks right past and i love that mm-hmm. um a few of my favorite scenes oh there's a lot man i think the first uh, you know what scene really 
got to me. It, it reminded me of the scene in Dark Knight Rises where you first see uh, the the bat. Yeah, that's what it was called, the bat. And when you guys, oh, we've got you cornered. Uh, like, oh, like a rat in a trap. And then it just powers up. And the guy's like, you've got the wrong animal there, sir. You remember um, where, when he chases Penguin, the car? When he, when he's yeah. just there in the corner, it's just dark. And all you hear is just this fucking jet engine. Oh, yeah. We also need to apologize because that Batmobile is fucking amazing. It is pretty sick. Yeah, it's just it's just there in the corner and it's just powering up and you just hear this fucking jet engine. And I I mate, I felt the fear. It was just like, oh my god, what's happening? And he just and he just blasts off. And I was like, yeah, fucking hell. Even that was so grounded. I love that particular scene. Uh the scene in the GCPD where he's in the in the holding cell with Commissioner Gordon, with, with James Gordon. Uh-huh. And you can see all the police officers want to beat the shit out of him, and he has this. Yeah. yeah, that scene was so good. And then him, kind of, you know, man, him like jumping the, off the roof. Yeah, and then jumping and off he's the like, roof. Defend the police. Then he jumps out. <laughs> Defend <laughs> the police. <laughs> he jumps off the roof. Yeah, that scene. Uh, that scene's great. <laughs> uh, but there was, I think, two of my favorite scenes were the whole Riddler fight. Well, fighting with the Riddler henchman and then he falls down and he lights uh, the flare. That was fucking incredible. Yeah. That's the way when he, um, he's like, he's like down Catwoman's like in trouble and he has like inject whatever he has. In oh, so I, I, I know what that is. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll okay. tell you straight. I was away. like, I was like, whoa, Batman, Batman is like a druggie. He's, he's yeah. like off the perks, like just being dudes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, he's so, addicted to opioids, fam. Yeah. Like, whoa. <laughs> So I think this is my theory on it, and this is based from the the comic books. He injects himself with a, a green substance, and that leads—that's what Bane takes eventually. Oh, yeah. Oh, so that's what that oh. is. That's directly from the comics, and I love those small details. And this is what I'm saying: Matt Reeves was so invested in the law of Batman as a whole, where Snyder just gave me the illusion that he knew what the world of you know superheroes was about, but he didn't. You know, he was just like. Oh, this is going to be based on the Dark Knight comic books, but it's really not. It was extremely, I wouldn't even say loosely based. It was like nowhere near based on anything from those movies. You know, maybe you got the size of Ben Affleck to proportion to the, to those comic books, but it wasn't. And then you got Matt Reeves here basing it on the Long Hall- Halloween, basing it on the War of, uh, the War of Jokes and Riddles, uh, basing it on what's that movie? Uh, no Man's Land, uh, basing it on. Batman Earth Earth One, Batman Year One, Batman Earth Two, and Batman Year Two. So various comics, and it just felt like you know this world was built from the ground up with an understanding to, and you know what, not even just an understanding, but a, re- a level of respect. You know, that's I think as fans, that's what we wanted. Like Snyder turning around saying Batman could get raped in my world, I was like, for fuck's sake, <laughs> like, so, and I love that. So these smaller details. I, I really love, and you might not pick them up unless you you know really really pay attention to them, uh, or be actually clued up to certain aspects. So that scene in particular, I loved. But I think my favorite scene was the intro scene, the opening scene, and then when the lights go out in the iceberg lounge and he's just walking and everyone's shooting him. Yeah, that was cinema. The way um, the bullets are like illuminating oh the God. scene. Yeah, so good. Oh, and the scene in the first time when he goes in the iceberg lounge, or when he gets no. That was towards the end, actually, when he gets hit with a fucking shotgun. Yeah. And he actually gets taken out. I'm like, fucking hell. Again, like, that's because he's walking so slow. I'm like, fuck, come on. <laughs> yeah. Stop walking. Stop walking, everybody. It was like, just, just run. 
just so, just run a little bit. Just put in a little effort, bro. Come on. Absolutely incredible scenes. I want to hear from you now your favorite scenes because I know you've got a few. Yeah. Um. Favorite scenes are probably the ones like like you mentioned the ones like the multiple ice iceberg lounge scenes. Yep. The scene in the orphanage was great because it was just like it reminded me so much of like a a buddy cop movie. Yes. The scene when they're like questioning the penguin and they're like. The penguin's like, bro, your Spanish is trash. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's not me. <laughs> and like, it, it comes to show you like how bad the Batman yeah. still is at his job is yeah. because like he blew up like half a highway because he didn't take like Spanish in high school or like he doesn't have like, lingo <laughs> or something. Much, yeah. Like, I'm like, bro, like he just blew up half a highway. There's like 20 people dead from those explosions. Yeah. And like, you didn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so funny, but um, what else did I like? Um, best scene in the movie is the funeral scene. Like the oh, tension in that scene. That the scene, tension. Fuck. There. There's so much tension in that scene. Like you know, like there's something happening. Fuck. Like yes, he's, like yes, looking yes. where, yes. and they're like, "Oh look, it's Bruce Wayne." Yeah. And he's just like pretending to like not, you know, yes, like yeah. pay attention and eavesdrop. Then like everyone's like panicking. You don't know where it is, and the car comes in, and like yeah. he's trapped with a bomb. You, you hear the car coming up the stairs. Yeah. And I love that smaller kind of detail as well. And then he sees like a silhouette of the middle. He can't like make it out, but yeah. that scene was that scene was fantastic. That scene reminded me scene. of uh, Seven actually with what's it in did, the box sort of thing. That kind of tension, yeah. It was it was so good. So yeah, that scene was fucking incredible, man. Absolutely. And you know what? That scene kind of reminded me of uh, the Dark Knight one where Joker's got the. Oh yeah, yeah, and he's getting yeah, yeah. getting them to read off the yeah. So there's there's a lot of tension in in this uh, in this movie, and you know what really feeds into the tension, especially for uh, kind of uh, from the uh, criminal perspective, is the the soundtrack. Man, the soundtrack was so fucking good. It's so good. It's so good. It it's felt, been in my head since yeah, the movie. Yeah, I can't get it out of my head. It's like a sense of impending doom in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, something's going to happen. What's going to happen? What's around the corner? And it was just so fucking good, man. It really it was, was. I had good. to look it up. Who the composer is? Uh, I I know the name. It's I have it here on Spotify for you. I've loaded up Spotify. It Michael Giacchino. Giacchino. Yeah, yeah. Michael Giacchino. Giacchino. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Sorry, we butchered name. You sound like Giletto in House of Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. So yeah, the Batman original motion picture soundtrack. Highly recommend. Like it's so good. I think a movie is not. Uh, this movie is as good as its soundtrack, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. man. Like, oh my God. Um, but there's a few things I want to talk about just quickly before um, we, we wrap up. Um, I've already talked about Bane being foreshadowed with the green injection at the end. We've talked about the HBO shows. There's two things I want to mention, and it's Robin or Jason Todd, whatever. Uh, I think there were. Uh, quietly hinted at in, in in this movie and i have two theories behind that and we'll, we'll talk about them now quickly and see where we go from there and then we, we will compare it with the dark knight we know it we'll, we'll we'll review my hot takes and we'll wrap up the show um first one i think the mayor's son could put it yeah that's be- yeah i i saw that i saw the foreshadowing there too. yeah i think he like could- he he's like been marked by finding his parents dead one yes. of his parents dead yes and we saw him at the start of the uh, the movie training, you know, p- playing around with a sword. 
Uh, obviously, oh, he, I forgot about that. Yeah, obviously he played. He's he's one that's found his dad dead, so he he has the pain and trauma at a young age, and maybe Bruce Wayne becomes the father figure. We we never know. And the other one, and this is one because I feel like this movie is actually uh, intentionally casting. You know, it's it's changing roles. It's casting uh, people of color, which I absolutely love. The kid at the station at the start, you know the. Uh, the, uh, the, the one half the, clown guy yes 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 so i think his half mask was a symbolic representation that he is only half in that particular life of crime yeah 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 and we know from comics and previous you know law that jason todd also started you know in a life of crime you know he used to steal the oh. wheels of, he used oh. to steal the wheels of uh of bruce wayne's batmobile and for a kid that you only see at the start of the movie there was a lot of focus on him at the, in the intro, oh, a lot of focus. So we'll oh. see if he pops up, but that remains. Uh, yeah. So those are the two things that really stood out to me in terms of outside of kind of what was going on in the movie itself. And then we've got, I just want to talk and compare it with The Dark Knight. I know, I first of all, one of my hot takes was I think Paul Dano will be up there. Yeah. And I, I think there's no, you know, shadow of a doubt that he's not up there i think he's one of the best villains we've seen him i'm going to go as far as saying in comic books because i absolutely fucking loved him and he didn't seem you know intimidating he wasn't that he wasn't oh he needs to beat the shit out of him but he was intimidating in terms of you couldn't predict him mm-hmm. you know and that's what i loved but he was up there for me i'll, I'll be honest with you agree or disagree i 100 percent agree okay. i think he's already i don't know i I think he's already better than bane yeah uh bane was the thing is with bane and we'll we'll, we'll do this now bane had the whole fucking gotham on ropes like he had you know what i mean like he blew out a fucking stadium and he was like uh, he just walked on like he had yeah he had the fucking u.s army on ropes so Mm -hmm. for me it was just like it's it's very hard to compare the two but i think riddler his own way really had I think he mainly he had Batman on, on, on the edge. Like yeah, he was he was kicking Batman's ass the whole movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh second hot take for what I remember, I said this was going to be one of the greatest comic books ever. Uh in my personal opinion, I think it is. Agree or disagree with you? I'd say top I don't know. I had to look at it. It's yeah. like top ten, probably top five. I don't know. It's it's up there, top it's up there. Yeah. For it's, me it's better than yeah, it's better than any recent comic book movies for sure. It, I'll be honest with you, is I said this, I think I tweeted it or I, I was in a discussion with somebody. This is better than anything Marvel has put out. I'll be honest with you. I'll be entirely I like this. Yeah, movie. I think I think, yeah, I think it's better than Endgame. I think it's better yeah. than Infinity War. I think yeah. I think I don't know. I had to think about like Winner Soldier, yeah, like Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. But I think I, I it's probably better than those movies, but I'll have to I'll have to think about it. It's too soon to me. And then I said this had the potential to dethrone the king. That a change of a guard was uh, was happening, or could potentially happen. Uh, I eat my words. I'm. I'll be honest with you. I had a meme ready as well. <laughs> I actually did. I don't know if I should send it to you. You can send but, it. Uh, you know, it's the you know when death comes along and goes, uh, it's time, and then the, somebody re- replies back, was oh, like, Good. no, don't do that to your boy. No. <laughs> so I had the dark night. Do I had the dark don't night. Do that. Like, was don't like do a, that. Come on. Don't do that to your boy, Nolan. I had it ready, but you know what? I'll be honest with you. 
how can you call yourself Nolan's number one the, fan the, the after be, that? I'll, I'll be honest with you. The sense of relief I had when I walked out of the theater, and me and my brothers, we all looked at each other and were like, the Dark Knight is still goat. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I went to sleep at ease because I think it would have broken me. <laughs> Literally, I know I was saying saying this and there was a, a lot of discussion about, I think it would have broken me if uh, it was better than the Dark Knight. Uh, I think... But, yeah, but, I think it yeah. it lays the groundworks for yeah. the sequel to be better than Dark Knight, which is, Ooh. I mean, Ooh. it's possible now. Leo with the hot like, take right there. Yeah. They laid, they've laid the groundworks. Like, they've yeah. laid Batman's origins without giving us yes. an origin story. Yep. They've given us, you know, like, all this tension already. They've, they've like, they've laid the groundworks. I think the next one, potentially, it has the potential. Yeah. We'll see if they, like, we'll deliver see. it, but yes. it has the potential now. Yeah, so... But, they're they're in a good place. They're yeah, in a really so good place. Just to confirm, this isn't the, uh, better than the, the Dark Knight. Yeah, the Dark Knight is still king. The Dark Knight uh, is yeah. in. Okay, there's like the Dark Knight up here. Then yeah. every other comic book movie. It's is crazy like, though. Really, it's it really a couple. Is. It's a couple of tears below it. Yeah, like, come on. we had to we had to stop disrespecting the Dark Knight. Yeah, it's it's absolutely it's absolutely insane. Um, I know a lot of chat will be based around whether it is better than the Dark Knight, which I think I'm is avoiding still, all yeah. of it. Yeah, I, I I did the same. It's still for me, the Dark Knight is still the benchmark, not just for DC movies in general, but just comic books. Yeah, overall. for just not just comic book yeah. movies, either, for like modern action yeah. movies. Yeah. To be honest with, with you, also, I think the Dark Knight is a more accessible movie to everybody because yeah. it's it's more suited for a general audience. You know, with many, you know, what general audience like the many action scenes. It's a blockbuster movie, and for Nolan to kind of incorporate, you know the the history or the lord or the world of 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 batman and joker and i think looking back at it now no wonder it's a masterpiece to balance those two one for the general audience and one for the comic book fans it was just yeah beyond belief to be honest with you at that time but this movie i wouldn't say it's come close Uh, i think it's still far off but this movie has you know i think it's achieved what it wanted in its own space and its own direction and it's it is actually an absolute refreshing take uh, on on the Dark Knight, and that will kind of be my closing up closing what do you thoughts think? Of, of the movie. What do you think is better? This uh, Batman Begins. I think this is better than Batman Begins. I, I agree with you. I yeah. agree with you. I, I agree with I, you. But I'm finding it hard to compare this with the Dark Knight Rises because the Dark Knight Rises really had that emotional aspect. It, those two movies, the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, had something to them. Where with this. You come out of it and you, I wouldn't say you feel drained, mm-hmm. but you feel as part of this whole detective sequence, you know, you like this whole, you've been on the journey of exploration or uh, unraveling clues and stuff like that. You feel like you've been part of this movie, whereas the other two movies you were watching from the outset and you just feel like there's this emotional attachment to certain, certain aspects. And don't forget the Dark Knight Rises just had fucking Bane had bars over after bars, like literally. And <laughs> Miller had bars too, you know? Yeah, he did. He, he did. Miller's yeah. like, what's black, blue and dead all yeah. over you. If you try to fuck up my plan. Yeah. It's like, oh shit. And also another uh, thing that I don't know if you've noticed in this movie, Batman is only mentioned once. He is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's right at the end. It's mostly where... called vengeance at the end. Yeah. Most yeah. of the movie. Yeah, so um, let's review this movie. We've got new reviews. Yeah, where does Panson rank in Batman's? Oh, he's my favorite, hands down. Me too. I'll Me be too. honest with you. Yeah, he's absolutely my favorite, and I love. He's I love Bale. Like it's I, it's time for a new king. It is time for a new king, and I think this 
Oh, he was so good. He was, but I love him. I love him. Batterson. I love him. I love him so yeah. much. Okay. He's my, he's uh, where favorite. does this score in rank? Uh, in what? Oh, in, you mean the movie ranking? Yeah. In no Detective Gordon's. Where does Jeffrey rank? I, I don't think he could. He could top thing. No, no I love think. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman's incredible. Yeah, I think he he can't top him. So I think he comes second. I think Catwoman is my favorite. Me too. Yeah, and then out of the villains that we've seen, definitely Joker first, and it's a toss up between Riddler and Bane. But mm-hmm. it's it's so hard, and then there's so much potential for this going forward. Will we get a Mister? I, I want, I want, I would love to see a Mister Freeze or even a Poison Ivy. I think the world is built for those two, and the storyline could potentially go down that route. Uh, I think in the sequel we won't get the Joker. We might get some aspects of him, but I think they should really avoid the Joker they for should. the time being. They should do quarter vials, honestly, because yeah, the you card, set up like the the card at the start was a hint. Yeah, you yeah. set up like this, this like corruption in Gotham, yeah. like have like you know quarter vials, just do it. Yeah, exactly. We need it. We need it. Exactly. Um, let's quickly rank rank this movie. We've got a new ranking system just to be you know, it's just so so much easier rather than giving half numbers and all this bullshit yeah. and then trying to compare Arbitrary this. With numbers. Numbers. Yeah, like if I'm gonna give this a a five, then people will start comparing this with the Dark Knight Rises or the Dark Knight, whatever. So, new ranking system, do not recommend, which means straight in the bin. <laughs> Hard to recommend, recommend, highly recommend. And if we strongly recommend a movie, it's either multiverse approved and we believe it's uh, a masterpiece in what it's trying to achieve and, you know, its, it's vision and its storytelling. So, for me, Mio, this movie is uh, a... a I, I, strongly recommend this movie it's a masterpiece and it's a for me multiverse well multiverse approved obviously we both have to um uh, approve on that but for me it's a strongly recommend this movie you have to see this movie and you just have to take it because for me i want to say this is cinema but there's some aspects in there that are just so cinematic you know and it's it's just so beautiful 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 to watch it's just uh, an absolute masterclass from uh, matt reeves and everybody involved yeah um to no one's surprise this one is also strongly recommended to, to, to me for me too yeah. because like you said it it like most i feel like most of it was shot on location yeah it is like really it is true cinema i know that's like pretty arbitrary thing to say but like you know just like Ted Lasso says about um yeah. offsides you just know it when you see it yeah exactly true cinema yeah i think wait oh i forgot to mention one thing like the 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 meetup spot for Batman mm. where like they have the this bat signal and like they yes. keep meeting up. Yep. I saw the behind the scenes and it's like an LED screen like the Mandalorian. Yeah. I was like, oh no, this is gonna ruin the movie for me. And it, it kind of did. I was like, oh no, that's not they're not actually looking. It's an LED screen. Yeah, they, they did use a few LED screens um mm-hmm. on, on set because obviously with COVID and stuff like that. So it really restricted them uh depending on which location because here in the UK different countries or places had different covid restrictions mm-hmm. and if you came in you had to you know be uh, in in isolation for x amount blah 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 so there was a lot of restrictions i think that's what the force but some scenes you can't really tell which is great i think there's a lot of on on site which is absolutely beautiful yeah i think like you said most of the shots look on location yep. like that was like the only place i could tell was LED yeah. screen Every, everywhere else was like pretty much flawless. beautiful beautiful absolutely beautiful movie so yeah i hope you guys get a chance to go watch this because you definitely need to watch it and i'm gonna probably watch it uh, another uh, second time i think i'm sure you will probably 
figure yeah, I will. yeah fantastic anything else you wanted to just chuck in before we wrap up the show um i think no. yeah. r.i.p to the snyderverse yeah it's being great it's dead peacemaker being incredible yeah just just keep just move along with you know solo like solo universe movies like exactly i need this kind of movie for superman i need this kind of movie oh, for yeah. um the green lantern i don't yes. know i don't think a green I, lantern I movie yeah. will ever work but <laughs> yeah but yeah i need this come on you know it's it's time to give it up come on get a, get a new let's do something different yeah get rid of get, the fucking just, cinematic universe i'm so fucking bored just, of it i was so drained from cinema and comic book movies in, as a whole, but this was just so refreshing, man. Uh, it was a, it was a real joy to be back in the theater. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. uh, let's wrap it up then. Uh, I think that's it. Then we've we've pretty much covered everything. Thank you for joining us this week for the big episode, episode one hundred of the Multiverse Podcast, and our review of the Batman for the latest news, reviews, and updates. Keep it locked to our Instagram page at themultiverse.ig. Be sure to subscribe to the Multiverse Podcast on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss an episode. Once again, thank you for your time. Have a great week and we'll catch you on our next episode. Peace. Peace.